1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Liberty Hour of Informed Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW and streaming to Rumble and Twitter and Facebook. We are so glad you could join us here. It's our last show before the new year. And, you know, we've got a great lineup for you today because we are going to be um, really delving in and teaching, leading all of you through how to get active, in the state of Washington, it's, it's it's like the last hour, we were talking about sprouting and fermenting right on your countertop. When you hear how easy peasy it is, you wonder why did I never start this years ago? It's really the same when it comes to getting active, letting your voice be heard. Um, Anything new is intimidating, but I tell you, you've got friends, we can guide you, and it's really so much simpler than you can imagine. I'm going to bring on Lisa Templeton with um, Informed Choice Washington and CHD uh, Washington. But this hour here, Informed Life Radio, is brought to you all by Informed Choice Washington. Um, It's a great organization I've been with since... 2016, I think is when I um, met up with everybody. And I'm just so proud to work along beside uh, Lisa Templeton and Bob Reynolds is here coming back. Hey, Bob, I'm glad you you found the link.
2: <laughs> Hi there. Hi, Hi Lisa.
1: Hi. Um, So i got to get out of the way that the views expressed are not necessarily of KKNW or Informed Choice Washington. We here are on free speech radio. We just love KKNW. And, you know, we can say things on this show like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And the shots are really dangerous and scary. We can say all that on this free speech platform. And we're very grateful for that. And we're grateful for... Um, Informed Choice Washington, for the members who bring all of this um, to you. So I want to do a last minute shout out. I know everybody is being, um, you know, bombarded, you know, donate, donate, donate. But if you I'm talking specifically, you know, to people in Washington state, to people who are very concerned about legislatively what's going on. Um, the sort of bills being drafted, if they, if you really support medical freedom and informed consent, um, and you want things to, to turn around, um, we're really encouraging you, whatever you can afford, please consider donating to Informed Choice Washington. It not only keeps free speech on the air, but it helps all of our volunteers um, be able to get to Olympia. Um, Informed Choice Washington is is a C3 and a C4, and that means that we can lobby and we do lobby. We go fight bad bills and we go support good bills. And I say we even though I'm in Tennessee now, um, I'm a little behind the scenes. And, and the great folks here, Bob and Lisa and a team of people go and they educate the legislators so the legislators can make um, informed decision. But they have to know what you want them to do. You elected them. You need to keep talking to them. Your job is not over after you vote for them. Your job has only just begun. They need to hear from you. I want to show you, here's our donate button. So um, there are all these ways to give. And in fact, Lisa, I'm going to shut up here because you have recently revamped this page and it's just beautiful. So you want to explain to um, listeners here the various ways that they can donate to Informed Choice Washington?
3: Oh sure, we kind of piggybacking on Bernadette. A lot of the tools that we use, for example, the BillTrack50 that we'll be talking about coming up here, the primary tool we use to monitor legislation as well as regulation rulemaking. Um, your donation goes to pay for that because these these tools aren't free. So um, well, I just yes. wanted to add real
1: quick though, BillTrack50. There are free versions that we do. Okay, we good point, people utilize themselves to follow along. Um, However, the more sophisticated version with the bells and whistles that let us, that let you in particular, Lisa, you're an angel staying on top of things, that paid version is so necessary to follow these bills. So just say that, okay.
3: Yes, because there are thousands of bills going through each biennium. And uh, most people probably don't have time to go through all those. So with the paid version of BuildTrack 50, we can really target and refine our search terms and make sure that the bills we care about, we know about, so we can get the word out to you so you can speak up like you're going to learn more about today. Mm -hmm. So ways to give. We have, as Bernadette mentioned, we we have two nonprofits. One is a C3, one is a C4. The C4 allows us to do lobbying and your donations to the C3 which is a charity, are tax deductible to the full extent of the law. And we also would appreciate your gift to our C4. Those donations are not tax deductible. Um, So you can send a check by mail. You can uh, sign up online to do a one-time or recurring donations. You know, if every one of our listeners just pledged a dollar a month, if every one of our listeners pledged just a dollar a month or more, if you could, it would make such a tremendous difference in the work we're able to do. We've also recently added a way to, um, well, we just remind you that, oh, sorry, I'm here trying to scroll on my screen and I can't because it's not, I'm not in control. Um, you can um, make Don't a gift me. in honor or in in memory of, of your loved ones and if you scroll down just a little more bernadette a new feature we've added is that you can give stock to informed choice washington our a third party that we've put that we've um, kind of outsourced this to will um, do the sale of the stock and get the proceeds to us so that informed choice washington stock but some people use this as a kind of a tax hedge and a way to to maximize their gifts while reducing their tax burden so check with your accountant bing also you can um make sure if you're making um a gift to our C three, our charity, that you check with your employer because many employers have matching funds available. So we wouldn't want to leave that money on the table. And then also, if you do volunteer work for us, a lot of employers, such as Boeing, Microsoft, will send I don't know forty dollars an hour or something close to that to to us when you volunteer for every hour you volunteer. My son's Boy Scout troop has several, several thousand dollars, like more than $12,000 received from some of the parents in the troop who volunteered last year. um, And they work for Boeing, Microsoft and some other companies by getting those volunteer grants.
1: That's fantastic, Lisa, thank you so much for that. So there's all sorts of ways that people can give to help support, um, you know, medical freedom and informed consent. Um, in Washington state and the good work that the folks uh, there are um, continuing to do. So thank you for that. Um, so what we're going to do, we've got a little plan. First, we're going to give you some basics here um, about how a bill becomes a law in Washington state. You know, it's kind of a similar process in every state, but there are, um, there are differences the, the best one that I found to that's really simple, Bob and Lisa, is at all places. Let me go ahead and share this here.
3: It's Schoolhouse um,
2: Rock, right?
1: No, yeah, <laughs> I love Schoolhouse Rock. I'm singing rock. the song
3: already in my head.
1: Um, yeah, no, it was actually at... How a bill becomes a law by the Washington State Medical Association. Ah, run away! I love how they <laughs> described it. So thank you, Washington State Medical Association. And, you know, we will we will admit most of the time we are diametrically opposed mm-hmm. in our stance on much legislation. Occasionally, we, we surprise ourselves. And, oh, yeah, common ground. We found common ground. We're always looking for that. But often we have different stances on on things um however let me go ahead
2: i'll qualify my ex my uh, explanation <laughs> I, i'm not as opposed to the washington state medical association as mm-hmm. i might be to the washington state public health association yeah which is full of bureaucrats and people who don't actually know medicine and so yeah. i probably appreciate the wsma to a greater yeah. extent i it's
1: it's uh, yeah, it's really I guess the entire medical industry including the associations like the medical association that that really it's pharmaceuticals 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 right? I mean so, you know, and that's what gets in the way because it it kind of undermines for us so many things. But but We do appreciate we do have some common ground and thank you to them for providing this explanation. So I'm just going to kind of read through it. And I I was it was really interesting how they came up with things. So the starting point for any bill is an idea. The idea can come from a variety of sources, including members of the public, state agencies, professional organizations, work groups, the governor or a legislator. Now, let's kind of stop right there, folks. So. It's cool that the average person and groups like ours can draft bills, have a bill idea. We can go to the legislator, find a senator or a representative to say, here's the idea. They say, I love that idea. We need to make that a law. And then um, we work with them. They send it off to the official people who know how to draft it into a real bill, although we get our do our best to get it as close as we can beforehand. And um, you know, and then we can get it going. But what I didn't realize when I began this journey years ago is that the Washington State Department of Health has their own legislative agenda and they will file bills. Your county government will file bills, you know, and again, as a group that is very strong with medical freedom and informed consent, a lot of the entities and agencies that we oppose government-wise and such, they're busy drafting bills to file. So um, it's funny because here in Tennessee, governors are not supposed to write bills, but it says in Washington that bills, that governors are allowed to write bills. Any comments on that before we, we move on, folks? I've heard,
2: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard the phrase, the, government, the governor requested such a bill. Maybe they didn't write it, but they outpoured yeah. the topic that they hope to get from a certain agency. But even then, a government agency writing a bill for the legislatures, that's, the agency is more likely on the executive branch side of the the equation here, Mm -hmm. where checks and balances, you know, the legislature will eventually do that. But I I think the department writing bills seems like they'll get a better listen, they'll get better chance to go to committee. Mm -hmm. It's gaming the system for the majority party again. And it just it's brutal trying to yes. get all that noise to get a citizens uh, bill written.
1: Yes, that it might- it really can be, especially when you're in a situation which we are now in Washington state, where the the medical stance of our health departments and and most county agencies are aligned with the um The values of the majority party, shall we say? Very pro vaccine, pro pharma. Yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Um, What I find refreshing here in Tennessee is that there, which is the majority has a much more critical and um, what would the stance kind of be described? When they, You know, our state legislatures are tasked with overseeing the agencies that they created. Department of Health is created by the Washington State Legislature by, you know, and they're supposed to oversee. They don't tend to do that to the extent that in Washington that they do in Tennessee. There were a couple of times um, during 2019 in particular where I recall Um, some of the legislators being really angry at the Department of Health over a couple of things and calling them out saying, you need to get me that information. That's how it's supposed to work. There's supposed to be oversight and asking them questions. Are you doing the job we tasked you to do? We wrote a bill and funded you for this. Are you actually doing that, right? They're supposed to do that. Here in Tennessee, I see it happening a lot. Um, There's a particular committee that will haul in, representatives from all the agencies on a regular basis and, you know, grill them, audit them. What are you doing? It's wonderful. I think that's what we need in Washington. We need more legislative oversight of the
3: agencies they create. The, the fact that these various executive position people, you know, the AG, the governor can cause a bill to be introduced It seems to call into question the separation of powers. Yes. But I guess on the other hand, the bill still has to go through the process before it becomes law. So maybe that mitigates that. You know, a perfect example of this is House Bill 1333 introduced last year that was filed at the request of the attorney general. Yes. What's that title again? Um, It was House Bill 1333 to create the uh, Ministry of Truth
1: yeah, the and we'll maybe I'll pull that up here in a, in a little bit. The um,
3: uh, I can't remember domestic the whole violent thing. extremism. That's Thank it. You. Yes. Yeah.
2: The Commission on Domestic Violent Extremism laying the yeah. groundwork for a Ministry of Truth. Yeah. yeah,
1: and you know why we we working together, everybody together, every voice is needed, so that we can be louder than the lobbyists. Those lobbyists include the state attorney general, right? The Department of Health, the Board of Health, so uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics who has a stance on vaccinating children, the COVID vaccine, monkeypox vaccine, um, therefore getting rid of religious vaccine exemptions, they're lobbying, right? So if all of these entities that have stances, vested interest, um, financial, vested interest and they're going and telling their side of the story and their perspective to your legislator. If they're not hearing from us, they're only getting one side of the story. But we have experienced, even in Washington state, times at which we know our voices collectively mattered, individually mattered. We really can make a difference. And you can't sit around the dinner table and complain about your government if you didn't at least even try to speak up and educate. So yeah, it's so important. Um, And let me just give another word of encouragement. Do you remember, I think I probably told our listeners this before, but a couple of years ago in Washington pre-COVID times, um, uh, uh, I think it was a Senator pulled us into his office and said, hey, I just wanna let you guys know that there was some talk about introducing, uh, making the HPV vaccine required for school But they decided they didn't want to mess with you guys. They didn't want to mess with Informed Choice Washington. They didn't want the hassle. They didn't want to be flooded with angry emails. They didn't want thousands of people marching to Olympia to fight them. So they decided to drop it.
3: I had a legislator along those same lines, Bernadette, tell me last year that some sort of homeschool proposed bill that would reduce the rights of homeschool families He said that was on its way to passing, but it stopped abruptly because homeschool parents just um, jammed the switchboard with a multitude of calls. So another example of our voice really does make a difference and Mm -hmm. they need to hear more than one side. And certainly like in HB
2: 1333 on the Domestic Violent Extremism Commission, that was a quantity situation where the number of people contacting the legislature really Mm -hmm. stopped that in committee, we feel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was huge. The lopsidedness of the supporters versus the people fighting it. So we'll go on a bit. So yes, anybody can um, suggest an idea for a bill. And then it gets Written and a bill is considered officially filed when a copy has been delivered to the office of the code revisor via a wooden box known <laughs> as the hopper. Now, okay, this is so cool because um, I remember the. F- First couple of times, actually, you go into the office and there is this old fashioned wooden card box with a slit in it, like a mail hole. And here we've got the bill, the first bill that we're in Twist Washington, we worked on together and we put it in the hopper. And we're like, and then we looked over at the counter and the gals going, "Yay, you did it. Like, what happens now? You know, <laughs> um, but it was a physical hopper. But Lisa and Bob, we now know the person who made the, or or who's a relative of the person who actually physically made the hopper, right? Yes. We do,
2: uh, but apparently it was the replacement, or either they they made the first or the second one. This is the second generation hopper now.
1: Second generation. Okay, it's still exciting. The other one was also
2: wooden (laughs) and rickety, and it stood on the wall. Okay. And the new one is a standalone on a post, like a birdhouse almost.
1: Yeah, but it's just very cool. It, makes, it It's really cool to have an idea, find somebody to sponsor idea, have it all drafted, wrangle with the language, actually get this printed bill, walk around and help get signatures on it of sponsors, and then go into the office and file it. It's Last very year. empowering.
3: Yeah, huh? Last year was my first time doing that. Bob and mm-hmm. I have a picture next to the Office of the Code Revisors hopper, and it really was an exciting step in culminating of our, yeah. of our bill work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and then the bill, you know, it goes to the people take it out of the hopper and they give it a bill number and, um, it gets referred to a committee. And so they decide, you know, what whatever the topic is, usually our bills, unfortunately go to the health committee. And I say, unfortunately, because the chairs of those committees for a decade or more, um, have refused to hear our bills. But anyway, um, they refer to the committee that best fits the topic the bill to be considered eligible for a public hearing most bills that the washington medical association engages on are sent to the legislative health care committees just like ours and they say pro tip hb and sb are shorthand for house bill and senate bill once a bill moves into its respective committee the chair of the committee decides whether a public hearing will be held Depending on committee priorities and a range of other factors, and we can talk for hours on that range of other factors, some bills may never be scheduled for a public hearing and are considered to die in committee. It's very sad. Ultimately, the committee can pass, reject, or take no action on a bill. So do you guys, either one of you want to weigh in on on that process of committee and... um, the, the frustration of getting that far, and then there it sits.
2: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it too much. I, I do appreciate the fact that when we file a bill and we get a friendly legislator or, or 10, if we can get that many signatures on the sponsorship, it's still an education bill. It's still yes. out there that people will read. We hope that all parties will read it, all offices, all legislators will read it. Some other members of the public will read it. And we are able to get our facts known in, in the, the, like the therefore sections of every bill. Yes. every bill has that one section where the legislature finds that you're kind of writing the bill toward what the future bill will be on the floor.
1: And, and why you can
2: mm-hmm. use as present tense for, as they pass the bill, the legislature finds that and you get to educate people with what you're doing. What's the purpose of that bill. And that's yes. wonderful. I, I will think any bill is worth writing, even if it gets stuck in committee, because you get to educate.
1: You do. And then you get to and and until it officially dies, until you reach the cutoff date, meaning if the bill hasn't (laughs) left committee yet, it's, you know, it's dead or at least dead for that um, for that year. We have uh, run on a biennium, so two years. And if it's the first year, it potentially could be heard the next year but then we before that cutoff date you can go around with your education materials and all your resources and speak to the legislators and educate them on the importance of this bill so and that is so important because even bills that are not controversial that a lot of people agree on they can take many years to get through because of that educational process that has to happen for you know the legislators have cannot be experts on everything, but they are asked to vote on every uh, topic imaginable. And um, so that education process really um, uh, does take time. I, we have had a couple of bills that have made it out of committee and made it a short stage in Washington, which was exciting um, to have happen and to get, to get votes on. Um, so once in a while they will Usually it's for political reasons, which we won't get into here. Okay. So then next, um, following passage in its policy committee, a bill is either sent to the Senate Ways and Means or House Appropriations Committee. um, If the bill has a potential fiscal impact for another public hearing, following the passage of the fiscal committee, the bill would then be sent to the Rules Committee. The Rules Committee... um, it'll go there first if there is no fiscal import uh, impact. However, all bills must pass the rules committee before becoming eligible for floor debate, as it is often referred to as the gatekeeping committee. So this is why I really liked their description because they're giving you the reality of it. Um, and it can be very frustrating for for a good bill you're supporting to actually make it out of committee and then get stuck by those gatekeepers and rules committee who don't want it to go to the floor and they can stop it right there. And it can just languish there. Um, that can be uh, a very frustrating. But then it, it, the other flip side is if it's a bad bill that we don't like, and if it gets voted out of committee and goes to rules committee, and then you're waiting and waiting and waiting, it's like, is it going to make it out of committee? Where is it? And you have to just keep waiting for notice, you know, and just praying it's, it's stuck there. <laughs> and sometimes it will, because what what I've learned, you guys, and you've probably learned this too, is that there's a lot of wrangling that goes on in this rules committee. Somebody have described it. It's almost like a Wild West show. It's like, you know, I'll let your bill through if you let my bill through, or, you know, if you don't give me that, this, I'm not gonna get that. And, you know, and there's all these trade-offs for, it's not how it's supposed to work, but that's how it's it's somewhat um, has evolved to work.
3: Mr. Um, Smith goes to Washington.
1: Yes, yes. And you know what? So I'm gonna back up just a little bit. And and what I would like us to do is weave in a bit. so talking about when public comment can happen. When a bill um, is sent to a committee, it's it's gonna live or die in that committee. And so you will want to contact your own individual legislators about a bill that you support or bill you oppose. And we're gonna show you in a little bit how to do that. But you're also gonna wanna contact that committee where the bill is and these m- may or not have any of your elected official your own legislators on it these committees are made up of you know a subgroup of the of the whole house or the whole senate so it's really important to educate them and to um to and especially if it looks as if the chair of the committee might not really want to let your bill be heard this is when a Uh, a lot of public input can be important so Bill and um, Bill sorry Bob and Lisa talking about bills what do you think about the timing of when individuals should start commenting on bills once they are filed in committee
3: what's your experience can I ask a question Yeah, (laughs) yeah it sounds kind of dumb but maybe other people will share it probably not you guys is it necessary for the bill to actually be scheduled before committee, before you can use the special legislative portal to send comments to the committee?
1: I believe, unfortunately, yes. Okay, um, thank to you. use That's... the easy portal, it does have to be. So you would have to manually, you'd have to look up the committee members and generate your own email with their email addresses before then. Um,
2: yeah. Otherwise, right. So when it's, once it's been scheduled to a committee mm-hmm. to be heard by a committee, then you can go through the legislative website, find the committee. You have to find the specific date on which the bill is scheduled to be heard. Yes. And then you can file comments to the whole committee.
1: Exactly. So it, it can be very good once, once the chair of that committee says, okay, I'm going to allow this bill to be heard that generates ability to comment on the bill to the committee. Once a date is set before then, um, no, you have to do the long way around. And we'll, we'll be showing that, that in a, in just a bit here.
2: So you're saying before the bill gets scheduled in a committee, we can find the committee members and comment to them directly. Yes. In terms of urging the bill to be heard.
1: Yes. That often is the way with ours because ours usually right. y- there is the reluctance by the chairs of the health committees and have been for quite a long time to hear medical freedom and informed consent bills right. and any bills that expands um, um, exemptions and that sort of thing.
3: So do the committee members actually have any say in whether the bill is heard in that committee? It was my understanding that it was up to the committee chair and that person is under pressure, shall we say, as to which bills are heard.
1: Th- that is true, but there there is the human dynamic there. Um, I believe that the, um, what's the, not the full chair, what's the assistant chair? Uh, ranking assistant?
2: Or the minority party ranking or the assistant?
1: The assistant Jordan chair. chair. Um, assistant yes, chair. some of the different ranking members on that committee can possibly sway the chair can, can, ha- and now I ha- I didn't look it up before this time, but I remember, um, looking it up before in order to try to circumvent this, the chair who would refuse to see here, there are ways around the chair. Um, but you really have to have enough people willing on that committee to go around the chair, because obviously it does not set a very good dynamic within the committee. If they are attempting to override with the chair's will is. But it is, it is possible, but we've never been able to achieve it. <laughs> so people don't want to go up against, um, and you know, and plus, it's usually party dominated, and that makes a huge difference. Um, did that answer the question there? Yeah. So so it's different. It, it it depends on the bills, right? So bills that are not likely to be heard, you have to start earlier, um, then the bills that are likely to be scheduled, and then you can wait until um, the tools available through the legislative website allow you um, to comment.
2: Well, in the same communication you might use to a legislator on the committee before the bill is scheduled is the same communication you would use to the whole committee
1: just yeah. basically
2: urging that they hear the bill and that they vote pro or con. Yes.
1: Yes. So yeah.
2: that, that same communication could be used twice.
1: Exactly. You know, once once you've, you know, kind of drafted your very short, to the point, concise reason you either support or oppose a bill, you can use that several times in, in several different ways. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you want to be heard. And it's okay to give public comment at every stage that the bill moves through. You know, your voice counts every time. It's not just a, a one and done situation. Okay. So, so when it, So you've got that first committee and then it will then go to the um, House Appropriations Ways and Means in the Senate or the House Appropriations Committee, and you can contact that committee as well and let your feelings be known about a bill. Um, It's not always necessary, but sometimes it can be very important to weigh in um, at that stage. It has to pass that uh, committee. And then there's the Rules Committee, You know, if you don't want it to languish by the gatekeeping committee or you want it to languish by the gatekeeping committee, you can contact those individuals also and let your voice be heard. And um, so then once it makes it through that whole committee process, then it gets scheduled to go to the floor of the House or Senate. And that's when all of the representatives or all the senators get to weigh in on the bill they can file amendments, they can argue over it. And then once that process takes place, then it goes to a vote. Um, and then if it passes, it has to pass in both houses, um, and then it gets sent to the Governor for signing or for vetoing. If the governor doesn't sign it, but he also doesn't veto it, then it does become um, then it does become law even without his signature. So it's kind of nice that they've, that that can happen. Let's see, let me remove that. I'm going to go ahead now and um, is there anything that you guys want to weigh in on as far as the timing um, and giving public comment um, while I pull up the legislative website?
2: Just a quick reminder for anybody listening that, you know, the each bill has to go through the House and then it flips to the Senate or it goes through the Senate and then goes to the House all in the session before Mm -hmm. it can go to the governor's desk. Just to emphasize that there are two main opportunities to comment on a bill if it goes through the committees on the House or the committees in the Senate.
1: Yes, and so then we're gonna move now to how this can be done. Um, Public comment can be written Um, And it can be oral and it can be oral in person. And these days it can also be oral via Zoom, via electronically. You do have to sign up in advance to give public comment um, in person or via Zoom, but they make it very easy. Washington State Legislature has a fantastic website. So if you just go to um, leglej.wa.gov, Um, and look on their main page and look way over to the right here. It says, let your voice be heard. They do such a great job over here. I'm gonna make this bigger so folks can see if I can make this bigger. It's not getting bigger. Why isn't it getting bigger? Because I'm not using the right button. Here we go. What's happened? Oops, what did I do? Let me go back. Oh, sorry. Let me go back. Here we go. I made it too big. Sorry, folks. There we go. We'll just leave it here. Can you see this okay? Or is it too small? Um, But anyway, if you go to the right-hand side of the main page of ledge.wa.gov, you'll find Let Your Voice Be Heard. And all of these lovely buttons are here. And once you get familiar with them, I encourage you to go play with them, find out where they are. Some of them circle you back. Uh, to other things and it'll make sense once you play with it. But there's a contact your legislators button. If you click on that, um, is it going, is it following me? It's kind of going slow. There we go. You, You can see all of the legislators listed in alphabetical order. So you can look them up if you know their name. There's that, I won't spend a lot of time on there and then let's go back communicate with a legislator or participate in a committee hearing this is a great one to know so here you can click send an email um, or send a message about a bill um, let's click on send a message about a bill we're going to put in house bill 1333 i'm not going to put you don't put hb in this bill Um, search function. Just the number, right. Just the number. This is the big, ugly, bad bill we've been talking about. And Bob, then if you've got handy, we'll use as our next example, our good bill, the trust bill Um, next. Um, But once you get here and you pull up the bill, you can see its bill history where it is, what has happened to it. You can see the bill digests and the analysis. You can look at all the amendments that were filed and whether or not they were passed. And then you can find the videos of the committee meetings that have taken place so far, if available, and you can watch um, those. So all your information is beautifully here for you to explore and you've got the name of the sponsors. And then you can, you know, read the full um, document to read the full bill, but it's this area over here on the right that we want to tell you about here. You can send a comment on this bill to your legislators. So this means that when you click on it, it's going to pull up, well, it, it pulls up, um, a way, place for you to enter your address so that you were writing directly to your legislators. They may or may not be on the committee hearing the bill. This is set up just for you to speak about this bill to your legislators, which you need to do. Okay. Um,
2: that that so, legislator may or may not be on the committee.
3: Right, right, well. right. How, so go ahead. I have a question. How do you guys feel about, for example, this House Bill 1333? It's still in the House. It hasn't crossed over to the Senate, you know, it got hung up in committee, but how do you feel about, preemptively reaching out to your senator who like how soon should you is it a good idea to just educate them that you're not pleased with this or that you support another bill even though it's not even in their
1: not in their radar
3: purview yet
1: well my rule of thumb is this for for most bills that are not highly concerning, massively concerning. I try not to pester legislators until the bill is going to be before them. Because as you said, Lisa, there's thousands of bills. They can't focus on a bill that they're not, may not ever hear, or they're not gonna hear for two, three weeks or whatever. So trying to time it for when the bill is before them is respectful of their very busy, crazy jobs. However, in the case of a bill like 1333, which is one of the most frightening things I've ever read. I don't think there's any time too soon to be reaching out to your legislators, both your senators and representatives, even if it's hasn't even moved in the Senate or even if there's not a Senate version yet to say how appalled you are
3: about that piece of legislation. Does that yeah. make sense? That's my rule you, of thumb. You might even consider tailoring the message to um, you can select, I'm sending this to my reps or my senator or all three, tailoring it to let them know that you know that it's not before them yet. It just yeah. makes you seem a little more yeah. astute. And
1: I got to tell you that Lisa and Bob in Washington State um, there and some of the others, and even me, even though I'm in Tennessee, if you've got questions because, you know, you want to reach out and you want to do it right, email us. You know, and, we, and if you want guidance, say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of writing. If you're new at this, we're happy to help guide you through the process so that, you know, um, you feel confident as you move forward. We're, we've all made mistakes. We've all done faux pas. It's not that big a deal. The other thing that we're willing to do, too, is, is try to match you up with a buddy. If you want to actually go march the halls of Olympia and you've never been and you want an experienced buddy, we'll do our best to say, hey, do a tag along next time Bob or Lisa goes and uh and learn um how fun it is to strut those halls <laughs>
2: yeah. and we have many other people in our general membership that are experienced in walking the halls as well so yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be just us there are we have quite a few people who've been to olympia and yeah gone through the civic process in person
1: yeah it it's it, very empowering yeah so what's really cool that most states don't have and i love this is it, you know if you're going to um, testifying um, in a committee hearing you can click on this button actually all those buttons lead to this page which is interesting they divide it so the newbies can look but they all go to the same page so let's say there's a bill coming up and you know it's in the house so you'll click on house and then committee come is it following guys Yes. Oh, good. Okay. So I want to show you what I, I looked at earlier today. So I'm going to say, okay, it's a bill in healthcare and wellness. All righty. Then what happens? Then it generates meetings. Now session is not in right now, but if I click here, look at it, it's got all these past meetings and it has an account of what happened then. So I'm going to click select. Um, and then there's instructions here, how to register to testify, how to testify in person. Um, and there's three things that you can do. Um,
2: you so can, real, real quick for everybody, yes. the, it, the meeting selected a date. That was a specific date. In this yes. case, it's March 24th at last year or, you know, 2023. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we're on a certain date the committee met. And that's, yes. when, you can fi- that's when you can pick the bill.
1: Yes. And then you look for the bill that you want to speak about. Um, and and then, you know, there's lots of instructions that, you know, different ways you can voice your stance on a bill. You could submit a comment on the bill. Um, and you can register to testify on the bill. All of that can be done from this page. So I, ex- I encourage you to go explore your options and play with it and find out way you can be heard. And you can do all three. You can do all of it. But um, I want to click on this hepatitis B and C, um, which again, this took place last March. But look at this button here. See who signed in for this agenda item. So Washington state's really good in committee hearings, allowing you either remotely, on your computer. Or if you go in person, they have kiosks or you can do it on your phone. You can check into a committee and voice your stance right there, put oppose or support. And they keep track of that, which is just beautiful to me. So I wanted to show you who signed in indicating they were going to um, either testify or they wanted to voice their position on a bill. So on this bill about hepatitis B and C, which I didn't go read, so I don't, I can't say what my stance is, we had the Washington Academy of Family Physicians, uh, Washington State Commission on Asian American Affairs, the Washington State Medical Association, Asian Pacific Islander Coalition of Washington. Here was an individual that um, has his name down, Christian Ramers, good for you. I think it's an individual because they did not put an organization they were with. Um, And then, but look at this, guys, we've got Connor Green uh, or Devin Connor Green of Gilead Sciences. And for those of you who don't know, Gilead Sciences is the makers of Remdesivir, otherwise known as Run Death is Near, the um, EUA authorized and I think now licensed, um, very dangerous drug they're giving in hospitals for COVID. So already, and they're pro on this. Um, So I find it very fascinating that you can go in. It's wonderful. You can go see who is supporting bills you support, who's supporting bills you oppose, and it helps you understand the dynamics, you know, of, of what's going on. Um, any comments from you you guys on, on this or anything else you want me to show regarding this? Well, first
2: of all, I think that was a great dig to go back in those committees and, and be able to find that record because, yeah, you can... Tell which way the political winds are blowing behind some of these bills. Who are the stakeholders? Who's pushing for it? It might give you a better indication of are you for or against it.
1: Yeah, or, and then go look up what hepatitis B and C um, medications as Gilead um, got in their pipeline, <laughs> or already um, in pharmacies today. What you yeah, know? Yeah, what's I wonder if that's a conflict
2: on. of interest on their position.
1: Well, you know, you're able to lobby anybody can go lobby, register as a lobbyist, you know. Um So
2: I'm going to I'm I'm for the state buying our C test kits.
1: Yes, you know? That's what makes I'm I'm not opposed to co- good companies making money ethically. <laughs> it's that ethically part that is <laughs> The, the tricky bit. So, and, but do also know that when you use this system to give public comment, your name is publicly available, you know, and I encourage everybody, if that intimidated you, if anybody out there heard this thought, oh, I don't want anybody to know that I support or oppose a bill because I don't want to be targeted. I'm, uh, my view is this, it's stand up or bend over people. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have got top doctors in this nation who have put their licenses on the line, who have lost jobs, lost investment. Some of them are on the brink of losing their home by gum for standing up and speaking truth. We have got to model them. We have got to follow in their footsteps. All of us together need to be heard. We cannot hide in the shadows and fear retribution or or anything. We have to be brave and speak truth to power and be willing to put our names out there. And there's power in numbers. So we need to do that. We need to honor those um, who are doing it bravely with with much. You know, most of us really have nothing to lose compared to the. The medical individuals who've stepped up and and the people who are injured by what's going on, we do this and we stand up in honor of them because they no longer can, you know.
2: Excellent point, Bernadette. Yep. They are warriors and we need to support them by doing our small part when we get to these situations. And I Mm -hmm. I just want to reemphasize that when you get to this point, you find a bill, you find which committee is hearing it. Registering pro or con is really simple. Really mm-hmm. simple. So, so, I mean, I know a lot of activists who in the morning will get online and do their daily pro and con, and they'll actually sign in on many committees for all the bills that we track. Nice. They'll make sure that they do pro or con at the minimum. You mm-hmm. don't have to write a, you know, a, a beautiful yeah. uh, essay, although mm-hmm. I prefer it, but you don't, you know, your essay, if it's too, bu- uh, you're too busy and it's t- just too much of a task, the least you can do is sign in pro or con.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, You know, and once you get used to it, it it really is easy peasy. It's a great New Year's resolution to get into that habit, get in the habit of starting a jar of sprouts and to getting something fermenting and to go in and let your voice be heard. I mean, my goodness, how good would you be? I mean, you can really hold your head up high when you go out in public (laughs) if you've done those three things before you walk out the door in 2024. Right. And you're going to have- you're going, to, you're going to feel so healthy, too. You're going to have energy because you're eating so good, <laughs> um, you know? Uh, so, all right. Anything? What else should I share here, folks? We've got, what, about four minutes left. That well, let's make sure so
2: we bad. show uh, informed choice Washington's bill track, but also the legislature's bill track capability. We'll, let's at least mention. Okay. You can sign up for bill alerts. If you are following 1333, for instance. Okay. You can go Oops, in there. I,
1: I went too far. There we go. Um, bill alerts. Where am I going, Bob? Or on find the bill? right-hand
2: side and bills. Okay. So cool. all you do is go navigate to the 1333 page. So you. No, find let's
1: bills. do no. your good. But let's do the trust bill. What number is okay. that?
2: 1610 uh,
1: 1610 one, one, this is amazing restore trust in public health bill this this would hold public health accountable they need to they wouldn't be able to say anything about drugs vaccines or medical devices that the manufacturers can't say so no more marketing safe and effective nonsense they have to tell the truth about products um, and follow labeling and consumer protection laws. It's a great bill. Okay, so over here, we've got the um, bill pulled up.
2: Yeah, on the right-hand side of every bill page, you can get email notifications, and, and can that's just how it. you individually track a bill of interest.
1: Okay, And so very you'll start good. an
2: account with mm-hmm. the state. Sorry, you're playing the game, so you got to get the account with the state. It yeah. simply just uses your email address, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to track a set of bills with your own personal email notification service at the state legislature. And so Mm -hmm. probably have, I'll, I'll have 10 or 15 bills that I really want to watch. Anytime it moves through the legislative process, you'll get an email alert.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So now I'm going to bring us back to, um, Lisa, do, if I go to the website, do we have, let me go here, pull it up. Um, I'm trying to remember what we have right now on the bill page. We go to law. Is it following? Yes. Yes. Yay. Okay. Proposed bills that ICWA currently follows bill track 50. And so we've got, um, Lisa is doing an amazing job um, creating these watch lists and they, you'll find a link to it on the website on informedchoicelaw.org. Um, And there we go. So what were you gonna have me show, Bob? Did you click
3: that um, bills that ICWA currently follows? Yes. Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, show this tab instead. There we go. Okay. So ICWA watch list. And so it says 2024 session. This is the second year of a biennium. So if you scroll way over to the right, Bernadette, there are many columns. Mm-hmm. And you can see when this – are you all the way there? Yeah. When when they were added. So if you click on that added column to make the 2023 at the top, click one more time. So almost all of these I added onto the watch list. Well, all of them except for the very top one, I added them last year. Okay. But so, so far this – so we've left all the ones from last year on there that are still – that could – become alive oh, yeah. again Okay.
1: okay.
3: Um, and that very top one is the only one from this new session that I've added at this time I've got okay. a, a sharp eye on a couple of other ones that I'm considering adding pending what might happen in the committee meetings if they happen to okay. call out okay. vaccine misinformation as a, a, an excuse to remove free speech rights but so far not yet so um, that top one for example we got about
1: um, 1 minute here okay oh, okay
3: yeah. well this is just an example of our watch list you can use this to go right into the bills to you can see our our position mm mm-hmm. you can see if it has a companion bill in the other um, chamber yeah what, yeah it's what all else there guys? well so well, I, this is one you've thing, sorry, down. I want to mention that I put in my review or comments there. So okay. I kind of summarized the bill from our viewpoint beyond the title. Go ahead, Bob.
2: I was just going to say, so you've gone through 2,000 bills that have been filed, 1,000 in the House, 1,000 in the Senate. You've done word searches, et cetera. You've narrowed it down. You've showed 23 bills to track. It's so easy. If you're in the health freedom space with us, you can track those 23 bills with us and support or oppose.
3: We've tried yeah. to make it easy. And I can't say I've read all of those bills, but using my tools, I've uh, narrowed it down to which ones I should read. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Thank
1: you that. Well, Lisa and Bob, I've so enjoyed the past two hours with you, my dear friends, wishing you the happiest New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Looking forward to strapping on our boots, pulling them up and marching in Nashville and Olympia. We're going to get her done. So um, everybody's listening to uh, Liberty Hour and Form Life Radio,
3: 1150 AM, KKNW, we will see you next year. Thank you all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
0: Are you suffering from a sinking feeling that the COVID-19 pandemic is being blown out of proportion and that nothing in the news is making any sense? If so, then there is a fact-based, science-driven news show designed just for you.
2: Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization that advocates for healthy immunity, medical freedom, and fully informed medical consent. The right to make medical choices without coercion is fundamental to our civil liberties and a basic principle in all human rights declarations. To learn more, tune in each Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. to an Informed Life Radio and visit the website Choice. It's time to take a stand for medical freedom. Go to informchoicewa.org today.